This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites, this is Amy J, and with me as always on this podcast, Amy Hi. S. Hi, this is Amy S., the other Amy. Hey, guys. So we are here now recording from our usual locations. I'm on the East Coast. Amy's on the West Coast. And we are talking about chemistry today, episode 512, written by Y. Shireen Yazak. Apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, but before we do that, you know what happens. News, Amy? We don't have a heck of a lot, which has kind of been the theme the last how many podcasts we've done or how many episodes, not a lot of news. We got some information on some guest stars, so we found out in Season 5B, which will be Episodes 513 to 526, um, or 514, apologies, 514 to 526. The big news, William Shatner uh, will be appearing, and we think it's the last four episodes. Um, there was some chatter out there, but now it's been confirmed that William Shatner is coming to Haven. So that's pretty big news. How exciting is it that Bill will be on set probably right. these next two weeks for um, the Haven crew, rec- you know, uh, doing his episodes. So that's very exciting. Totally exciting. And we also got confirmation that uh, Jay Riso, who made his debut in this episode 512, will be coming back for at least one more episode in season 5B. Uh, Chris Lemsky, our, our favorite dark side seeker, will be coming back. Excited. Uh, we assume in that role. Um, and a new ac- an actor by the name of Rosef Sutherland, who was the son of Donald Sutherland, and we think the half-brother to Kiefer, is that right? Yes. Um, who has been in many things, including the TV show Rain. He's going to be in some episodes of Haven in season 5B as well. He's uh, Nostradamus on, on Rain, if you watch the show. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, this 5A, season 5A, is uh, wrapping up uh, this Friday, December 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to Sci-Fi and catch it. Yeah, guys, um, this is the mid-season finale coming up Friday, December, what is that? Fourth. Fourth? Fifth. Fifth, Fifth, December 5th. And um, that means we're going to head into hiatus. Now, uh, Revisiting Haven is going to keep on trucking. We're going to keep on doing some things. Uh, We have some set visit stuff from Tanavi in the UK Haven UK Fan Club. That will be coming out on the website a few weeks after in December. And then into January, uh, Amy and I are going to go to a bi-weekly recording schedule. And we're going to bring to you some fun stuff we, we, we got when we were visiting Nova Scotia and some other stuff. So do stay tuned for that. And um, on December 24th, uh, Haven episode Silent Night is airing. So check uh, the sci-fi listings. It's listed twice. Um, you know, check your time zones in case you want to catch Silent Night on sci-fi. Um, and mentioning hiatus, we don't know when season 5B is going to air yet. But we know we still have 13 more episodes to look forward to. Remember, after uh, episode 413, we didn't know when we were getting renewed or what was going on. So this year, we, we watched 513 and we know we have 13 more episodes. So that is the awesome thing. Yes, so just kind of stay tuned. We're going to see how this goes. And um, we haven't heard anything about, you know, a a DVD, a mini DVD uh, coming out or anything. But I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we can reach out to Sean Pillar and see if that's going to happen or what not. So either way, there will still be Haven during the hiatus. Right. That is the point we are making. And we think uh, Haven Origins, uh, the rest... You know, I think that's going to continue. It might not pick up till season 5B. We'll have to see. I don't know if we're going to get one more episode of that this Friday. I'm not sure. 
Um, but that's something we'll talk about during the off season or the hiatus. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So before we get to hiatus or mid season finales, we got to talk about this episode. Five twelve chemistry. Uh, yeah. So a lot of things happened with this episode. The most interesting thing I think, um, and I didn't realize until Amy and I were talking about it is that there was no one trouble about this episode. This was, there was no trouble of the week. Even every episode seems to have a new trouble, even if it's a little more in the back burner as it has been a little bit in this season, there was no specific new trouble in this episode. I mean, the one trouble that they talked about was Kurt's trouble right. you know where he sucks up the air of those around him the um the yeah. oxygen uh from the air around him and that was like very briefly and to move a plot point forward really so interesting fact that there was no move to kind of solve a trouble this week yeah all the detective work they were doing around who is dr cross and where is mara and where's the aether and you know, but there was nothing um you know nothing with the trouble color us interested yeah, so see, Haven can do an episode without a trouble of the week. <laughs> and you know what? I think they did it successfully because I was really uh, into this episode. Uh -huh. um, it was different. I was a little wary given how much uh, Dwight Charlotte stuff was happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I admit to being wary of it, but uh, they made up for it towards the end <laughs> by leaps and bounds, which we will talk about soon. But first, let's talk about Jay Riso and okay. his cameo. Um Again, for those of you who don't know, Jay Riso, also known as Christian uh, from, from WWE, from WWE, and also Adam Copeland's Edge, his former tag team partner from the WWE, was on the show. But in real life, and a lot of people didn't know this, and I, I didn't just found this out recently myself when I learned he was coming on the show. Yep. That Adam Copeland and Jay Riso in real life have been friends since like sixth grade or something. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. And they are good friends. Like, it's not just an act. They are friends. It's, it's awesome to see. Um, and he did a great job as McHugh. I thought, I, I really enjoyed him. The uh -huh. one thing I was disappointed was, uh, it was like a very short scene. Yeah. Now, has he acted before? I don't know. He did a good job in that scene. I mean, um, it was cute. He and Dwight were kind of like buddies, you know, ribbing each other a couple on a couple of bits of the dialogue there. I thought it was a good scene. Arguments can be made that he, he acted on uh, wrestling, but I, I actually don't know if he had any um, other credits to his name, so okay. to speak. Okay. But uh, I think, uh, and and as you said earlier, he, he, for what we know, is coming back. Right. So he's a friend of Dwight's. He used to be in the guard. He's kind of still a confidant of Dwight's. Um, you know, Dwight went to him for some love advice because of his relationship with Charlotte. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like a, a little bromance going on between the two of them. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it. And and you could definitely see that, them get along. And I thought he did a great job. Um, from looking at this, he may have done some other small things, but okay. uh, he did a great job in this one. So Is he still wrestling, Amy? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, is he? No, I don't think so. I think well, he retired. Yeah, we all know Edge isn't wrestling anymore. Adam isn't, so. Uh, yeah, I, I think he retired. I could be wrong, though. Pretty sure he retired. But anyway, he did a great job. Um, so I was happy to see him, and I hope and look forward to when he comes back um, next time. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. And then, you know, you have Dwight. 
And Dwight, what are we going to do with Dwight? I, 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 I let me, let me just be clear. Let me just be clear. I love Adam Copeland. He does an amazing job. He is a sweetheart, a teddy bear, and he does a great acting job because he has me significantly annoyed with Dwight. <laughs> Dwight is like so goo-goo-eyed over Charlotte and all these, she's the cure, she's the cure, she's the cure. I mean, she's going to find the cure. I mean, come on. He doesn't want to hear what anybody else has to say about her. Well, it's, a, okay, here's my issue with Dwight. He's being very hypocritical. Okay. You know, for all the, the flack he gives Nathan uh-huh. about how he's one-minded with Audrey. Uh-huh. Can we talk about who's one-minded with Charlotte? Do you think, yes. I wonder if she's kind of, you know, she's kind of using her womanly ways on him. And she's getting, she's playing him, too. She's got him wrapped around her finger. Um which yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, because we'll, I have a little parallel I want to get to. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. But um, So Charlotte and Dwight got together in this episode. If you didn't know, which I would imagine you do. Otherwise, you're, this is all spoilers for you. And they, they, man, they, they had a lot of Charlotte and Dwight romance. But by the time we got to the end of the episode, you could kind of see why it might have been needed a little bit. You know, A little it, bit, yeah. It kind of made sense to me why there was so much of it in this episode. But I'm still annoyed with Dwight, and I still want to punch him because he is the worst secret keeper ever. He's just he, spitting it out left and right. Duke. Yeah, he revealed to Charlotte that, you know, Audrey was split from Mara and Duke. Yeah, that Duke was the thing. Give. That was the thing. Thank you, Amy. That was really what I wanted to say. He revealed to her about Duke. Um, you know how he can kill somebody and end the trouble. Uh, he's just so forthcoming with all this information i mean he's the one that gave out the secrets to everybody and and vince wasn't wrong for all the trouble they did to save everything he's kind of just giving it up yeah all the work that vince and dave did protecting the town and printing all the the quote false unquote stories in the Mm -hmm. Hayden herald every time there was a trouble and you know even glory in that one episode said we've been working for uh, centuries to keep these secrets they're ancient secrets and dwight just blurts it right on out and and Kurt's not wrong either. I think he's blinded by uh, Charlotte, which makes it a little tough. And I have to wonder if, if there ought to be a class or some kind of sign for the people of Haven. If a majority of the people, mm-hmm. although it, it, it's hard to say this in a case-by-case situation, but if a number of people believe something is wrong mm-hmm. and you think, hey, no, it's right. Maybe you should at least take a second look at what you're thinking. Yeah, kind of like that analogy where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Dwight, as the police chief, you know, it's his job as chief to be a little more skeptic and to uncover every stone and to look at every angle and to not just fall hook, line, and sinker for this Charlotte. But, you know, let's give Charlotte credit because she knows that Dwight, as chief of police, is the perfect guy to have on her side. Yes. So And she has... Uh... That's the cleverness on Charlotte's hooked part. That. She, yeah, she has that hooked she it. Got, yeah. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, the last episode, Reflections, Charlotte was the one saying, hey, slow down. Yeah. You, right? Wasn't she the one kind of rebuffing him a little bit? Um, perhaps. I'm not remembering exactly those scenes. It wasn't but... like an obvious one, but I thought she yeah. also put the brakes and said, you know, we got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, or at what? least I felt like Charlotte did a kind of a... A 180 yeah, I didn't in this episode? Yeah, did that as well? Something about work comes first or something? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm getting all 
my my brain's mush right now. But yeah, so <laughs> either way, I they both think... said work comes first, and both of them were yeah. like, no. So we could talk a little bit about those two as we move along here, but you know, we could we could even. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room at the end of the podcast. <laughs> we could continue on, but let us let us move forward with um, poor Duke. Oh wow! Talk about being played, man. I know a lot of fans are torn right now uh-huh. uh, about what's going on with Duke. Um, I still believe in Duke. I still, despite the fact that Kurt died, uh-huh. I still believe in Duke and don't. I, I don't put that death on him. Okay. I don't put the death of the guys in the trailer on him either because, as we learned, that's what Mara's doing. Mara did this to him. Mara has manipulated him literally and figuratively. She, you know, I mean, she got everything she wanted out of him and she basically kicked him to the curb. Um, she played him up, down, sideways, left and right, any way you can think, just, you know, everything. And he fell for it. He well, was, she said it, right? She said he's a self-reliant outlaw. He was her little boy toy. And she knew how to play that fiddle. Yeah. Uh, very well. And I and I think, again, I don't blame Duke because he's, he's had a rough life. He's had it very, di- he's had a, he's had a rough life and he's never been able to rely on anyone fully. And if some people say, oh, you should have trusted Audrey, you should have trusted Nathan. It's easy to say. But that man's been through hell, even because of Audrey and Nathan. Right. And he's had a tough time. You know, he was abandoned by his mother. And that was what Mara brought out in him. She made him confess and tell that whole story. And that, you know, the writers, it came full circle. And we understand why there was that scene where uh, Mara interrogated Duke about his mother. um, Because she used that deep emotion to get him to cry those black tears at the end. Um, but, you know, Duke's, Duke, Duke's been going rogue on his own, but um, Nathan and Audrey have not turned their back on him. Um, Some would say that Nathan has. Well, Audrey kind of told him, you know, well, I think Nathan thinks saving Audrey is key to saving the town, and I agree with Nathan on that. Um, Here's what I have to say about Nathan and Duke right now. Have you ever had a friend where someone's being just so boneheaded you're frustrated with them? Uh-huh. I think that's what's happening right now. Nathan is just so frustrated with Duke, but he doesn't necessarily turn his back. He just needs Audrey to remind him, hey, I know he, he's being a bonehead, but it's because I mean, he's scared. I mean, he, oh gosh, Duke hit Nathan over the head with the wrench, and Nathan still goes to the Grey Goal to talk to him, to befriend him, to say, hey, let me help you. You know, I mean, come on. And Gloria reminded Duke, you know, this isn't just a fight in a sandbox. This is serious stuff here, Duke. Well, Uh, that's what I I mean. The writers have said it in the beginning is that everyone has differing priorities and and perspectives. And the thing we have to keep in mind about Duke is he it's very difficult to trust Mm -hmm. for him. And, you know, I think he was remorseful about how he whacked how hard he whacked Nathan. Not that he whacked him, but how hard he whacked Nathan um, when he saw that blood. Um, what do you think that meant when he was looking at the blood? Is that the only thing you think we were to interpret from that? Because I don't know if he was looking at the blood like maybe uh, Duke was going to touch Nathan's blood and, and supercharge himself right there for some purpose. Um, uh, I think it was more, one, I hit him hard enough to make him bleed, and two... Um, don't touch the blood. Yeah, because he finds that tempting. Because we saw that with Wade. 
Um, I, I don't think it was a, a temptation. I think it was, hey, if I touch it, it will supercharge me just because. Not not as there's the drug. Yeah, it was more like stay away from it. Yeah, I think it was more stay away from it, which now we know is even more uh, right, of a thing he, because the last he, person he touched, yeah. right, the blood that Kirk. he had, Kirk. But he killed him, and that's when he absorbed the trouble, and that's how he gave it to the other guy when he touched him, right? By the fact that he had absorbed it into himself. Yes. Right. Yeah. But so, we don't know if supercharging him by, if he had touched Nathan's blood, would that, instead of absorbing the trouble, would have superpowers have had a different result also? We don't know. Well, I was kind of wondering about that, but I think it was later made clear that the only reason that um, Duke transferred Kirk's trouble to the guys in the trailer was because he killed Kirk. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. agree. What I'm saying is... Um, that's probably another reason that they didn't have him touch Nathan's blood is because then it would have been too confusing. Right. Because the subsequent scenes had us thinking, wow, if he did touch Nathan's blood, it wouldn't have just been the standard superpower Duke that we know from Troubled Blood. It could have been something worse. Um, but anyhow, so Mara really did manipulate his, Duke and his trouble, right? She's got him pl- crying these black tears. Um, she's got him now. He can just touch someone and give them a trouble. Wow. But is it touch someone? I think it's touch someone immediately after. Uh, it hasn't been made clear. And Mara said, you know, you'll see, but you're really awesome or whatever. Yeah. Um, you really are kind of awesome now. Is it at will? You're right. Duke didn't know what, what was happening and he unwittingly touched the guy. So now maybe he's going to know what it means and he'll, he'll react appropriately. Yeah. So. And when did, when did Mara get the Aether? Was it before... Uh, Duke, or was it after Duke, or... Well, Kirk got the Aether for her, yeah? Yeah, but... When they got together, when they slept together, mm-hmm. did Mara do something to Duke with the Aether? Oh, did she have While Aether he was her... sleeping? Did she have Aether in her possession then? That's what I'm wondering. I think so. I mean, I mean it's not clear when she got the Aether. That's the thing, right? Because she just... Do you think she used Aether on Duke and that's why he cried black tears? No, I think she may have twisted his trouble. Oh, I I don't know. I thought she just did that emotionally. Mm, She may have done both. But Kirk got the Aether for her and she hadn't been with Duke. Till after that, until after Nathan looked, right? Right. Um, I'm kind of going around in uh, in circles here. Like I said, my brain is mush at the moment, but. so Audrey and Duke woke up together. Duke left, and they were never together again the whole episode. Um, but well, 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 Mara. She met Mara. She met oh, Mara sorry, and Duke. Sorry, 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 Mara. <laughs> Mara, Mara. Given who said it, it was the funniest reaction from my face. I'm like, what? Amy, Mara and you Duke. said that? <laughs> Mara and Duke woke up together. Duke left. Yes. Mara got the Aether from Kirk. She used Kirk to get the Aether. Or Duke d- never... D- Okay, see, that's my thing, though, is, uh, I can't remember, but either way, she twisted it. Um, Here's my question. When Audrey gave Duke the trouble, right, with the Aether, with the black ball of goo in season four, four. right, in, I think, when the bow breaks or whichever one it was, Mm -hmm. um, right, she put her hand on his chest. Yes. And we saw a hint of Mara in the Mm -hmm. face. Yes. I'm I'm thinking Mara did something then. 
knowingly. Like, her plan has been in motion for a very long time in the sense of as soon as Will, William gave her the, those balls of goo mm-hmm. and she's been fighting to come to the surface, right. she was able to come forward and do that to Duke. Okay. And he's been on the roll of downward spiral since. Yeah, because he, yeah, yeah. Because it was at the end of that episode in the cave when Mara came to light fully and she said, you know, he's as good as dead. And mm-hmm. we found out that's because he's been absorbing all these troubles. Right. And then every time she helps him, does something happen? Mm-hmm. So food for thought, folks. Food for thought. Well, I think we're going to know more um, in Chosen, which is the next episode. And it may refer to Duke. Yeah. Uh, that's just a thought. That's just a theory. I think based on this episode, Chosen could also uh, refer to Audrey, of course. But Yes. It could be Our both. Case, you know, titles usually do have more right, than Right. You know that these things have multitude of meanings. Chemistry, for example, the chemistry between Charlotte and Duke, the chemistry uh, of Duke's trouble being changed. Right. Uh, the chemistry, Dr. Charlotte Cross, you know, she's trying to find a cure and she's always in the lab doing her chemistry stuff. <laughs> right. The DNA so analysis that Gloria did right. on Kirk's hair. The lab experiments, all the lab work, chemistry applied in a lot of levels. Yes. And, and just to wrap up the Mara thing, that, that woman is crazy and committed and she cut off her own toe. Yeah, no, it, well, I know we're, we're supposed to be wrapping it up, but Duke, I mean, he fell for her. Like, when she screamed, I mean, Mara has not, up to this point, been sympathetic at all. We, we know she's, as they call her, the evil bitch. And here she's screaming, and Duke is, like, running to the aid of the evil bitch. You know, I mean, it's just like, do we really believe that the person who inflicts all this pain and causes all the troubles could be a victim like that? I don't know. Okay, just a thought. Uh, Moving on. No, well, I I think, just to respond to that, I think despite what's going on with Duke, he's still a criminal with a heart of gold. Like, he's still going to help someone in need. And if he hears a scream, his first thought is, how can I help? You know, that's just, I think that's just a character trait that Duke has shown throughout the series. I think that's also a, a symptom of, um, you know, how Mara has played him and manipulated him and gotten her on, gotten him on her side, of course. Well, sure. That's also part of it. I mean, yeah, it um, also to be clear, I, Duke doesn't love Mara. Mara doesn't love Duke, which no. couldn't be any more clear than him being out of bed when, when she woke up. So, but nice toe, Mara. Nice toe. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Vincent Audrey? I loved these two working together. Yeah. Vince I, is like, uh, he's like our main detective right now. He's like, he's going to uncover these truths about Dr. Cross. He doesn't trust her. Um, everyone else has lost sight of it, but he is not. I mean, Vince has always taken his role as keeping the secrets of Haven seriously. He's always taken that, that job to heart. And so I think he's just acting within character here. Um, and he's going to find out what's going on. But I, I love him working with Audrey uh, to do that. I um, loved him com- coming into her doctor session and saying, visiting my patient, my good friend Audrey Parker in the hospital. Yeah, I'm visiting my sick friend Audrey at the doctor's office. That's my story. <laughs> right. I, I loved it. I love um, the two of them working together. And, and, you know, I think Audrey, it gave Audrey something to do. Uh-huh. Rather than focus on the fact that she's dying. Okay, poor Audrey. Can we just talk a minute about Audrey? She's 
in emotional pain because she's, she doesn't know what's happening to her. She's been told by Dr. Cross it's cell degeneration. She feels it. Um, she's cold. Dr. Cross has told her she should be hypothermic, assuming we can believe Dr. Cross. But, but you know, Audrey feels something is wrong with her. Something is happening to her. And I thought Audrey looked a little bit disheveled this episode. You know, she just had that little um, plaid shirt on. She never had a blazer on. She never had that shirt tucked in. Um, kudos well, you could see to, it in her eyes as well. Yeah, kudos to the makeup department and the wardrobe department. I thought Audrey looked the way she felt. Um, we just also have to give kudos to Emily Rose because she was in, like, every scene of this episode. Uh, yeah, you know, here's poor Emily Rose. Well, just knocking it out of the park. She's playing the evil Mara. Um, and then she's playing the victim, Audrey, kind of the victim, so to speak. Um, she's playing, like, both ends of the spectrum, right? Both opposite sides of the spectrum here. Yeah, it's it's really a testament to her abilities as an actress. Absolutely. Um so anyhow, so back to Vince and Audrey, and, and Vince is, um, I thought they did a great job working together. And it didn't matter who they faced. I mean, Dwight wasn't trying to believe them, so they're like, okay, let's try uh, finding out who she is, not who she isn't. And right. finally they got some evidence, and, you know, that's when we, we get Nathan and Audrey, who, uh, you know, I have to commend, I think it was ironic, one, that Audrey said Nathan doesn't deal well with things he can't control. Uh-huh. Or have a hand. I think that was ironic coming from her. Uh-huh. But also I think it's a sign of growth that she actually told Nathan what was going on. Yes, and Nathan, even when he was hugging her, he said, I'm glad you called me. And there was that scene uh, where she was in the car by herself and she called his cell phone. Of course, he didn't answer because Duke had just knocked him out. But there she was reaching out to him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was nice to see. And I think this episode and the last few episodes, Nathan has kind of been our number one detective. You know, he kind of found out about Kirk and the Aether and what was happening and was following that route. Um, One of the previous episodes, he's the one who, um, Dr. Pete, he kind of solved that whole issue on his own. You know, so Nathan's been, um, I think he's been on the ball lately and he's solving all these issues, you know, that are going on. Well, yeah, sure. He is. And I, I love the end scene, which we're about to talk about, but it's in particular for the fact that it was, Nathan and Audrey versus, I, I guess, uh, Charlotte and Dwight. Yeah, that was nice. And when, like, uh, Nathan said to Dwight, shut up, Dwight. Yeah, that was nice. I loved that part. Yeah. But I want, but so, so now that we brought Dwight, so we're back at the final scene. We know what's going to happen. But I did want to say, mm-hmm. talk a bit more about Charlotte. Now, Mara used her womanly ways on Duke. Is I, I tend to think Charlotte's doing that on Dwight. Um, like mother, like daughter, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, and so now we know that Charlotte reveals she's Audrey's mother. Does that mean she's also Mara's mother? And, you know, does she want, is Charlotte being Audrey's mother and wanting what's best for Audrey? Or is Charlotte more acting as Mara's mother? And Mara is nothing but evil. There's nothing good about Mara. Does Charlotte want Mara back and not Audrey? So Charlotte's keen on the Aether just like Mara is. We know Mara's not going to use the Aether for good. Is Charlotte going to be using the Aether for nefarious purposes as well? Okay, so we now know that Charlotte is Audrey's mother, which makes her Mara's mother. Right. But we don't know any more than that. But knowing that, it makes some things stand out. One... 
it gives another reason to why Charlotte had gloves on when she uh, was trying to, I guess, examine Nathan, and he tried yeah. to shake her hand. She took, yeah, she took the DNA swab from his cheek. Even more important that she had gloves, because if she didn't, she would, he would have felt her. She would have revealed herself right then and there. Unknowingly, because she didn't know his trouble. Right. And I guess when he filled the form out, she realized what his trouble is, and is why she had him give the ring so that she could figure that out. But now that we know that she's the mother, and from what you're saying about parallel, there being um, a parallel between Mara and uh, Charlotte... It gives a different perspective of, of what Charlotte was doing with Dwight, especially since we know the CDC didn't send her. Mm-hmm. Maybe the digitization of the Haven Herald archives did yes. alert her okay. was how she found them. And she came of her own volition. And then she hooked up with Dwight so that she could get the information. Because you always remember she was asking these questions about the troubles. Yeah, but she sure did fall for the troubles once they were kind of explained or she, gosh, I'm getting my episode. She accepted up. it. Yeah. She's just like, I get it. It was, a, it was a trouble that was in a, the episode before reflections. I want to say uh, mortality. Well, she didn't, yeah, she didn't, um, she didn't resist as much as you would expect, but it gives a new thing. Like when she first saw Audrey, mm-hmm. she probably thought this is Mara's newest Haven saver. Yeah. And you know, she, you saw the questions. Are you special? Is there something you're not telling me? Because she probably thought, do you not know about this yet? How much do you know about this? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we're not pursuing it as a trouble. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. Are you special? Okay, so you clearly don't know you're special yet. You know, it, it's interesting well, to and, see and, what she was doing now. Right. And also, I mean, Audrey said she wasn't special because Audrey feels, well, until she started finding out she's getting sick now, um, but Audrey did feel she was just normal when she had the split from Mara. You know, she was no longer immune. She was finally her own self. And Audrey was kind of feeling more normal than ever. Mm-hmm. And then Audrey gets, you know, hit up the side of the face, so to speak, with this. Now you're going through the cell degeneration. Audrey knows something's wrong with herself. Um, so she had that moment of being normal, and it didn't last long for her. Well, it gave her an episode, two episodes <laughs> of normality, which is forever in Haven t- terms, let's so- be honest. So Charlotte doesn't age just like Audrey doesn't age. Is that because Charlotte was also in a barn? I mean, what's her reason for not aging? Is she like Asian Howard? We don't know. Yeah. Was was she implanted with all this CDC doctor stuff the way Audrey was implanted with the FBI memories of the real Audrey Parker? Um, so how is all this working? And like I said, is she really trying to save Audrey or is she trying to be more evil like Mara? What does she want with the Aether? I don't know. Well, she had a a line to Dwight that kind of stood out to me. It was, I'm such an absent-minded professor, smart about my subject, but dunderheaded when it comes to the real world. Mm -hmm. Is that a, a, a... Now looking about it, are there troubles her subject? And she's just a, a, a goober when it comes to family, maybe? Okay, so you're reading a little more into that because she was referring about the fact that she just couldn't find her keys. Right. It's, okay. it's Or if that was just uh, a com- a simple observation about something that was more obvious. Does, does Dr. Cross, she doesn't know that Amara and Audrey split yet until Dwight just told her, right? Right. So this whole time, she just thought Audrey was Mara, but with the new personality. But then Dwight says, 
they split. So the that original was, Audrey. That was news to Charlotte right there. Right, because she was, and she was interested. And I, I, I was surprised nobody stopped her um, when she said, um, when Dwight, uh, Nathan said, shut up, Dwight. Yeah. And Charlotte's like, no, please continue. This might be the key to solving the troubles. Right. I'm surprised no one else put up more of a fight about this. And Dwight just kept going. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised Dwight kept going because he's the worst secret keeper ever. Um, Dwight, just tell her everything, Dwight. Tell her everything. The worst. Okay, but, so, yeah. So what did you think about the ring, Amy? The ring. Guys, we got some answers about the ring and even more questions than we had before. But, hey, they yeah, answered David, this. How answer long? Answer a question and throw 10 more at it. This has been since season one, episode 13, the question of the rings. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, probably uh, season... Episode 13. Which one? Well, Audrey got the ring from Vince in, in 2.12, actually, since yeah. yeah, so so both of those. I mean, people were wondering about the ring in Spiral, and Sins of the Father, people were also wondering, well, hey, wait a minute now, these two rings are similar. Is it, was the ring in Spiral? Yeah, this one, um, Nathan got it. Or was, oh, was, was it 2.01? That was 201 when he 201. got the ring. Yeah. 201. Um, close enough, guys. It was like okay. the season finale, season premiere. But yeah, 201 and then 212 or 213. No, 212 because 213 was Silent Night. Okay, we're getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> Those two episodes, basically season two. The okay. question of the rings has been since season two. And now we got some kind of answer in the sense that the ring, Charlotte's ring, is a part of a set. And we know that... Audrey keeps her ring in her badge holder. Nathan mm-hmm. wears his, and that the two have talked about it, so that's not a secret anymore. Yeah, and we, we knew that. We talked about that here on the podcast. I know. I remember, Amy, uh, we talked about that, and that was always my, my uh, theory. So my one Haven theory that actually came to light, the only one I think I've ever kind of sort of gotten it right. <laughs> that, they, that they had to have talked about it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I will admit, I don't think anyone saw it coming that, I think all of us thought that this was something for just Nathan and something just for Audrey or for the two of them together. I don't think I saw it coming that it was a part of a set, that every member in a family had it. Yeah, because I always thought Nathan Nathan got his from his dad. I always thought Nathan's version looked more like a man's version of what Audrey had, but now we're supposed to believe they're identical. So, so um, Audrey has Sarah's, Nathan has Lucy's. No, no. Nathan got it from Garland. from Garland, and we think Garland got it from Lucy. Well, Audrey thinks he got it from Lucy. I don't know if I believe that, because the question is then... Uh, How do you think Garland got it then? Imagine all the questions Garland knew. Garland knew Agent Howard. Vince and Dave didn't know Agent Howard, but Garland had some kind of thing with Agent Howard. Yes. Doesn't that seem a little fishy? Okay. And also for Garland to be so protective of Audrey and say warn Nathan away from her. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's just it just seems weird. So was it Lucy's or was it cuz if it was Lucy's then does that mean every every Haven saver was supposed to have one in which case yeah. why it doesn't Audrey Charlotte says every member of our family has one. Well, so does every Haven saver have one and and leaves it in Haven and then when the Haven saver goes into the barn and comes back with a new personality, that new personality gets another ring? We don't know. I mean, the thing is also, what does the ring do? Or is it just a family heirloom? Or 
And if it is Garland's, then how is Garland related? And just for fact, Brian has confirmed for everyone's peace of mind, in case you were worried and panicked or anything, Nathan and Audrey and Mara are none of them are related. I never thought they were. Some people thought they were. So to clear the air, Nathan and Audrey are not related. Of course not. Oh, my God. They're, I mean, that would just be weird. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> just in case you were having a panic thought, don't worry. They are not related. So there's okay. that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to get more answers next week. Oh, yeah, and I always thought the rings um, had something to do with Vince and Sarah's romantic relationship. But, you know, maybe that's why Sarah or Vince's unrequited love towards her. But I don't know. Maybe we'll find out coming up a little more about the rings. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot. Uh, I think we also need to mentally prepare ourselves for what will probably be a doozy of a cliffhanger. Oh geez, we're gonna have every, everybody who watches Haven on Friday. We are all gonna have the worst Haven hangover on that Saturday, December sixth. And FYI, this episode uh, coming up, Chosen, was written by Matt McGinnis and Gab Stanton. Okay. So, oh, and and for those who are fans of Nathan and Audrey. Um, Sean Pierce did tweet a picture that there is a portion of the Nathan Audrey theme used in the episode at some point. So, okay, you can rejoice that there will be at least one Audrey moment for yourselves. If we can take that to mean that. Don't be a Debbie Downer. (laughs) How did you say that? (laughs) Be positive, folks. Okay? Okay. Heading into this, just get yourselves right. Make sure you clear your Friday. For 7, 6 Central on Sci-Fi, and you might want to leave yourself some time afterwards to recover. Yeah, clear your Saturday so you can recover from the hangover. All right, guys. Till next time, Amy and I will be with you back to talk about Chosen next week. This is Revisiting Haven.